your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily Blues content. I'm Josh. I'm and I'm Thomas Welch. Welcome back, Tommy. It's been a while since I've I've been, had to pause after introducing myself. Yeah, how's it feel? Just hear just hear another voice in your in your head instead of just doing those solos. I know they can wear on you, but it's good to be back. I missed you, Josh. I missed everybody in the chat on YouTube. I missed just talking about hockey, and of course now uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about less hockey because uh, the, Blue, the Blues and the rest of the NHL aren't going to the Olympics, so. It's a little bit dicey right now in terms of COVID and everything, but hopefully they pull out the full 82-game season, get the full slate of playoffs, and get everything back on track and get everything normal once again, even though it seems like uh, we were talking about it before the podcast. It feels like it's a little bit more of a, of a deja vu back to March of last year, which is very scary. Two years ago. Two, yeah, Jesus Christ. Time doesn't <laughs> exist in the pandemic. No, it does not. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, there is one Blues game between uh, the last episode and now. It was a loss in Jordan Biddington's return, so we're going to be talking about a potential goalie controversy? Question mark? That's Blues Twitter's favorite favorite words to throw around. So we're going to be getting into that. We're going to be talking about the pause uh, and the lack of Olympic action this season. And then, games from now, if those two first games happen, uh, we got a winter classic to watch between the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild. Goalie pads unveiled and more. We'll be talking about that and more today. But first, I want to thank anyone and everyone out there who has made, who's making us your first listen. We like making these short, easy episodes. That way, you got a morning commute to work, school, cup of coffee, whatever it may be. You can throw on the Lockdown Blues podcast and, and enjoy your morning with us. Make us your first listen. So without further ado... Lots to talk about today, and first things first, I am not going to pretend like I remember the score or even the team we played because it was a while ago, but we did lose our last game, um, and Jordan Bennington was the goalie, and I, I definitely think it was the worst game that the Blues played the as Jets. a whole. Uh, I'll pull I'll pull it up when, you, when you're talking uh, so we can get it back, back on track, but uh, yeah, the Blues came away with a loss, and I think they played their worst game of hockey since Jordan Bennington initially went down and all of the adversity began um, for the St. Louis Blues. They had points in seven or eight straight, uh, snapped that streak, uh, and didn't really look too... Too strong. Yeah, Winnipeg, 4-2 to two loss uh, on Sunday. Um, yeah, it didn't look too strong. So, Tommy, I want to ask beg the question to you. Is there a goalie controversy? Do you put that loss on Jordan Bennington? And uh, do we think the Blues have more success with Charlie Lindgren, Billy Huso, and Joel Hofers of the world rather than their multi-million dollar man in Jordan Bennington? Yeah, uh, I don't think controversy is the right word. Uh, don't tell that to social media because I, I know Blues fans love their controversies, especially when it comes to goalies. And I've seen a lot of posts uh, in the lounge and on Twitter, people talking about Charlie Lindgren should be in there until he loses. Uh, Chucky Sideburns is playing his butt off, which I absolutely agree with. The guy's been absolutely electric. And uh, I, as a, as a, as an advocate for mustaches and sideburns myself and, uh, kind of that old style look. I am a huge fan of the guy and will root for him in the event that uh, he's not even with the Blues anymore. Um, but that being said, 
as you alluded to, Josh, Jordan Bennington's not making $6 million a year to play as a backup on any team, much less the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so he is kind of your ride or die guy, and you have to figure it out around him. I do think uh, we were talking about before the podcast, but I do think that for whatever reason, the last couple of years, it seems like the Blues kind of tighten up their defense in front of uh, their backup goalie, which I guess makes sense if you're more concerned about him letting in a goal and you can't rely on him, rely on him as much. Um, but you'd like to see them kind of give that same energy to Jordan Bennington, right? And they just, I, I think the fact of the matter is they didn't do that against the Winnipeg Jets. And that's kind of why we saw uh, the Blues lean into a deficit that they couldn't crawl out of. I mean, even that shorthanded goal by Mikula, who I thought played a pretty good game, by the way, um, immediately after the Blues just collapse on defense, it, it felt like nobody was marking their men. Uh, Jordan Bennington makes a save. The puck squirts right to a guy on the doorstep, and you can't blame Jordan Bennington for that goal or a lot of the goals that he let up because he's pretty much hung out to dry. So uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of – it's kind of the same problem that Jordan Bennington's been dealing with um, these last two years or so. It's like first round exits and you can say opposing teams can say everything they want to on social media and try to blame Jordan Bennington as much as they want, say that he's washed, say that he's terrible, whatever it might be. At end of the day, if he's playing in front of a stout defense, in front of a capable defense, in front of an above average defense, he is a top 10 goalie in the league. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not that defense is going to show up. And unfortunately for the St. Louis Blues, it's kind of a 50-50 shot right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to keep a running tally of how many times this season the Blues score a huge goal to bring them back into the game and then immediately give one up. It is like clockbreaking. Yeah, it, it really feels like they have the tendency to you know, work really, really hard for a big goal, whether it's a tying goal or a goal to get them to within one, whatever. And then they take the pressure, uh, they take the pressure off, which isn't always bad. You know, if you're, if you're given 110% for a little bit and then you tie the game up, you can sit back a little bit and play a little bit more conservatively. Like that makes sense. But it, it seems like it's so much more than that. Like they give up goals, not within a few minutes, it's within like 30 seconds, a minute. It's so frequently. Um, but it was something that I was talking about a lot before Bennington returns. Uh, and while Lindgren was having his success and even, you know, John Gillies was playing well, I was saying, you know, the defense of this team and just the team as a whole was playing such so much sounder in front of these guys. And, you know, I chalked it up to them figuring it out. And, you know, this was going to be consistent for the rest of the season. But now all of a sudden the worry creeps in that maybe it isn't something that they've figured out. Maybe it's just they don't play up to their full potential when they're in front of Jordan Bennington, they take it a little bit easier. There's a little bit less pressure because you got a guy with the reputation of Jordan Bennington in that. So you feel like you can let him, let him struggle, not struggle, but let him face a little bit tougher scoring opportunities here. Um, Cause like I said, it, Jordan Bennington didn't play perfect, but I don't really think he was you know, bad in his return, but I think the team was not that good. Uh, definitely the worst game that they played you know, in, in a couple weeks. Uh, they had a, yeah, eight, nine game point streak before that game that got snapped. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to point at that game and say it was their worst game of the of the stretch easily because I didn't earn a point for the first time in like two and a half weeks. So you hope that it's something they can figure out. You hope that, um, you know, Bennington coming back and 
everyone's getting getting that cold that was going around that they were talking about and the depleted numbers finally caught up to them and that's why they struggled in that game against Winnipeg but if we continue to see the defense sort of revert to their struggles that they had early in the season um when Jordan Bennington continues to start games for the St. Louis Blues then I'm worried then if this becomes a clear trend that the defense plays like it's not just a little bit better it's head and shoulders better and you hope that they can continue that momentum with Jordan Bennington back in net. You hope that they can tap into that and say, okay, we finally got to figure it out in this stretch. Now let's do it in front of our starter. But if we see them revert and we don't see any progress moving forward, I'm starting to get legitimately worried about the way that this team plays in front of their starting goalie because you can blame Jordan Bennington as much as you want, sure. But the fact of the matter is the defense looked like they did at the beginning of the year in that game in front of Bennington. So it's... It's frustrating for me. It's probably frustrating for Jordan Bennington. Um, and it might even be frustrating for Charlie Lindgren playing as well as he was. Uh, and, you know, it feels like he deserves to start a few more games. So maybe we see him get a little more action as the season progresses. But, I mean, I know you're talking about him, his mustache, his sideburns, and he does have a little bit of a beard going on. And if you, anyone out there has a beard or anyone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy that has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift if you're shop and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. I have a real problem with my beard being itchy. That's, that's truth. Uh, I'm starting to use beard oil and it's helped a lot. So we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use code Locked On and they'll get you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. And before we return, got to throw it over to one of our favorite longtime sponsors, and that is Built Bar. This holiday season, you can grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so many, so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will it be raspberry or mint brownie? Cherry or double chocolate? Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers for some last-minute holiday gifts. Or maybe you're just stuck standing in line. Built Bar can give you that extra energy boost to get you through it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday. You can dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little bit. Give your beverage a little bit of that extra Built Bar flavor. Plus, then the Built Bar is all melty and delicious. Oh, my God. It's just making my mouth water just thinking about it. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. And get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Tommy. So this is a hockey podcast, but at the moment, there is no hockey to talk about because once again, flashing back to a couple of years ago and various points throughout this, the NHL is on pause. Uh, the Omicron variant is running rampant throughout North America affecting pretty much every team in the NHL. The Blues were, I guess, early to the party and didn't get the courtesy that every other team is getting right now and getting the league shut down, which, don't get me started on that. Um, you know, a little frustrating, but it is what it is. 
but yeah, the Omicron variant running rampant throughout the league. Uh, teams like the Calgary Flames are literally left with two roster players, stuff like that. NHL pretty much had no choice but to say, you know, we can't do this right now. They initially uh, postponed all border crossing games, so all games between U.S. teams and Canada teams. But pretty soon after that, they just said, hey, we're shutting things down post-holiday. Go get a little extra time with your family, uh, whatever, what have you. It seems like the Winter Classic is still 100% a go, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. So I don't think that this is something that we have to worry about for the long term yet. But I think we do have to face the fact that we are far from out of the uh, the COVID seasons, if you want to call it. Uh, we're now entering our... Yeah, sounds about right. Two and a half, maybe? Something like that. So we are still in the, the era of COVID affecting the NHL. Um, fortunately, there is that that three or four period where the Olympics were supposed to happen at the NHL used to fit in some post games. So it really isn't the end of the world yet. It's not like we're going to have to look at a shortened season or anything like that because there is a lot of room for the NHL to sort of throw in games and make the schedule work out. But that being said, it is another season where the circumstances are crazy and unprecedented. So how do you think this is going to affect not just the Blues, but the rest of the NHL as a whole? For starters, it actually might be uh, kind of a blessing in disguise for the Blues just because... I mean, you look at this team's roster before this kind of little pause happened for uh, the holiday and also the Olympics coming up. I mean, we we're just absolutely decimated with guys on the COVID list, guys on the injury list. And so this kind of gives them a little bit of that, uh, not a whole lot of extra time, but a little bit more of much needed uh, recovery time to get this lineup uh, back to what it looked like and back to what it can look like when uh, it's got everyone firing on all cylinders. So I think for the Blues, that's actually somewhat of a benefit. But when you break it down, and like you so eloquently did, Josh, this is uh, we are far from out of the woods. Uh, this new variant, uh, from what it sounds like to me, I could be wrong. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional. But from what I've heard, um, it's less severe than uh, the previous strain but it's way more, more viral i guess yeah, yeah way more so contagious. that explains why there's so many more cases but in the events that these cases are happening i think it's it's good that they are less severe and hopefully it, it means treatment is easier and hopefully it means that and you don't have to um, worry about guys coming back fatigue like we saw ryan o'reilly took right two two three weeks so you could argue that o'reilly still really hasn't gotten up to full speed right exactly and by and Maybe by some roundabout way, it's like adding antibodies and like building immune systems. So I look, there's no way to spin this and be like, everything's fine. Like we're all doing great. Like I, I do not want hockey to leave again. I don't want football to leave again, but stuff is going down the sink fast. And like we talked about earlier, uh, we're getting a lot of deja vu right now. And I do not want to be locked up in my house again in a pandemic, scared to go outside because of a sickness that is floating around in the air and not able to watch sports when I'm locked in my room because my, the league that I love and the players that I love have the sickness that I'm afraid of. So whatever we can do to minimize that and keep that from happening and spreading by all means, go for it. I like that. They kind of prioritized and said, we're not going to touch the winter classic because I think you're talking about a lot of people that have already bought tickets for that game, especially with the holiday season and all those things and uh, trying to figure it out refunds and like, flights and all those things i mean it just sounds like a headache so if they can 
if whatever they can do to keep that going while also minimizing the the virality if that's a word <laughs> of um of the new strand i i think by all means whatever the league has to do to get this done yeah uh, and you see you see a guy like um ryan o'reilly come out and say i would like to see them do less testing for asymptomatic players and sort of a controversial statement um again we're not tommy and i aren't medical experts we aren't here to say oh you shouldn't have said that or i think he's absolutely right um looking at that from a purely sports perspective you know regardless of whether or not you agree that that's safe and health conscious that is what the nfl is doing and whatever you look at it only argument that is keeping them playing it is riskier absolutely you're risking the virus spreading around the team you're risking you know guys getting sick and not knowing it and you're also risking guys saying oh no i'm not symptomatic don't test me no those sniffles i just i just ate some spicy food so it's there's definitely some risk associated with it but the you see the nfl move to it um and that's what they're doing and i would not be surprised if the nhl isn't far behind because like you said there i find it highly unlikely that the nhl or any sports league wants to see a repeat of the shutdown it is a huge 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 financial burden on them um it's already tough enough for them to, you know, the, some of the Canadian teams. Like, I know the Montreal Canadiens are trying to reschedule home games to avoid having to play in front of empty arenas. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, from like a just a health standpoint, there is a big financial motivation to keep these games going. And you hope that it doesn't, you know, end up affecting players poorly. You don't want to see guys get sick. You don't want to see guys like we see Ryan O'Reilly have some real long-term effects. And I bring this up time and time again. You know, Jason Tatum, athlete in even before the prime of his career, 24 years old, now has to use an inhaler at halftime during games. You know, this 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 virus can affect these guys seriously. Um, so you understand why, you know, leagues are being as hesitant as they are, especially around the holiday times when guys are going home to see their family, elderly people, loved ones, whatever, what have you. There's a lot that goes into these decisions. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we're, I don't think we're going to see a shutdown again, just because I don't think the NHL or any league out there can afford it. Right. And it, and it is crazy because you mentioned Jason Tatum, who is using um, an inhaler now at halftime. Right. And so that is a very serious side effect of COVID, especially for a professional athlete and a guy that's as as young as he is. Uh, But then on the other hand, you also have Alex Petrangelo, who blues fans know very well, who's been, down with COVID multiple times this season. And his most recent bout, the night before he tested positive for COVID, he put up 30 minutes of ice time. So it's like, and there's false positives and false negatives. Right. So I feel like right. everyone's just kind of like, what is going on? Especially the player, like, like even as a fan at home, I'm like, I don't really know how this works. I just know if they go on the list, that's bad, really bad, especially for our team because we're right up against the cap and their cap money doesn't come off. And like all these things, it's all pieces of a puzzle. I can't even imagine what it's like for a player having to show up and be like, okay, got double vax, got double boosted. Oh, we still all have to get tested. Okay. I'll get tested every day. Oh, I still managed to get COVID. Okay. I'll go on like the list. And it's just like, it's yeah. gotta be a whirlwind of like, and even just like getting prepared for games. It's like, 
I don't know I, that kind of like intrusion and like poking and prodding kind of like I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know how I'm trying to explain this but making that a part of your like pregame ritual and trying to get in the zone for a game while also like hey doc can you come over here and like look down my throat real fast and like I don't it's just it's just all very foreign and I feel like it all plays a part of the COVID pandemic season and I just God it sucks that it's lasted this long and I wish we could just get back to normal, but obviously that you can't just snap your fingers and make everything. Okay. And and the one thing that I think is pretty, can be universally agreed upon that I think it was in Ryan O'Reilly's quote, um, regardless of your stance on, you know, testing in the NHL, blah, 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 blah. He said, there's a cold going around that has guys down infinitely worse than this, uh, than this COVID uh, new variant, which is true. Um, you know, and it's going around, all leagues, tons of guys, uh, non-COVID related illness going on the injured list. So Perunovic you know, just had it, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a frustration point for them that they feel like they're doing everything right. They're following all these protocols. They're subjected to daily testing. They feel completely fine, you know, peak fitness, whatever. But then they get some test back that says they can't play for two weeks. It's frustrating. Yeah, um, or they or they go to the doctors thinking like, oh, I I got a cold, sore throat, or something. Next thing you know, they're I don't know, diagnosed with strep, and they can't record their podcast for a good week and a half. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> wow, that that, that hits, hits close to home. I'm not saying I'm an NHL athlete, but I'm like halfway there. No, and and we do want to stress, like we've said it probably four times in the segment, we're not medical experts. We're not going to sit here and say this is the right way to do things. This is the wrong way to do things. Right. I think it just comes down to the fact that here we are sitting at pretty close to the two-year mark um it's unprecedented unprecedented you, you can't you can't look at oh they did this in 2014 no there's there's never ever ever been anything like this so unfortunately the league is just doing their best yeah. and sometimes that's not the most enjoyable thing for fans or players or whatever what have you they're doing their best to get through this just like you and I, Tommy, and everyone listening is doing their best to get through this pandemic one day at a time. Imagine doing that on the scale of a large-scale sports or, uh, organization. Corporation. Or, yeah, exactly. It's, at it's stake. Yeah. a lot of moving parts, oh, like you wait. said, a lot of puzzle pieces. It is. You just hope that you know we come out the other end unscathed and we got hockey to watch. But one game we will 100%, at least in terms of what the NHL has been telling us, be able to watch pretty shortly here is the Winter Classic. Uh, lots to talk about there. Might save some of it for later in this week. But one thing I do want to talk about, and I know Tommy wants to talk about, is the goalie pads. Jordan Binnington came out with his. Billy Huso came out with his. So we're talking about that. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. If you guys have a hot take for who you think is going to win the Winter Classic, uh, who might score a goal, what the final score will be, anything your heart desires. Maybe you want to bet on a bowl game that's coming up for college football. Whatever you're thinking, Bet Online has you covered this holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football continues its march through to the playoffs, and college bowl season is right around the corner. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we'll be right back with the final segment of today's episode. All right, Tommy. So, Winter Classic, right? 
corner. We actually end today's episode and with the fact that we don't got games to talk about. I think we should give a little bit of the talk uh, for future episodes. But one thing that I know is a hot topic is are the goalie pads. It's always a good time to see the see gold hunters bring out some sort of classic gear for the winter classic. Um, I remember, you know, when the blues played a couple years ago, uh, that was one of my favorite parts as well. And now we have the reveal again, a uh, couple elements. First of all, the fact that Billy Huso is debuting his gear leads me to believe that he is pretty close to, if not already fully healthy and able to return to the blues lineup. So Chucky Lindgren, Chucky Sideburns might be uh, the end of the road for him for the blues for now. Uh, but that being said, again, save that for another episode. Um, Jordan Bennington's pads, love them. I think that's pretty universal. Uh, the mask with the two uh, veteran goalies on the side. Yeah, two legends on the side. Uh, St. Louis Blues legends. Love to see that. The pads, the color scheme, it's great. And Billy Huso walks out with pads that he looks like he got to the first screen in the goalie pad customization in NHL 22 and stopped. He's got uh, black, dark brown pads with a little bit of blue highlights. We have our opinions. I'll let you go first. Okay, so it it does. It's a very dark espresso color. I feel like I I need to. I'm trying to like paint the picture for you. So it's the cream, right? And then he's got the dark pads, dark espresso pads, and then blocker and glove. And then he's got uh, still like the dark. Like the St. Louis Blues, like normal uniforms, like that dark blue is like his, um, as like the trim, I guess. Um, and I know you're a big fan, Josh, and I know that a lot well, of people are a, gonna. I'm not a I'm big just, fan. Okay, don't, don't throw me into the bus fan. like that. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I, I admire what he's going for here, and I feel like he's going for the old school kind of what we've seen with Mark Andre Fleury this year, where he's rocking the Brown pads with the Blackhawks, which. Yeah. So they are, they are very dark as you can tell. And the only problem I have with that is his helmet is so light, right? Like the, the area around his eyes has like a fat white border that almost just feels unnecessary. And because of that, I I think the setup's putting a bad taste in my mouth because if his mask was dark and to match the rest of his getup and it was all dark, I feel like I, I feel like he's standing one foot in, one foot out of the pool right now, testing the water, right? And he's like, Okay, well, we'll see how the fans react to this, and then that'll decide whether or not I get a sweet mask to go with it. Which if that's what he's doing, like go ahead. Like I, if you're gonna order the mask later and then come out on the winter classic with it rocking by all means like go for it but if 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 you're not going to have the mask match the rest of it i feel like you're not going a whole 100% and in the winter classic when there's barely any other hockey to watch and the league's got the eyes on you as st louis the heartland of hockey goes up against minnesota the state of hockey you got to go 100% that's the only problem i have yeah i i think setup. First of all, you you did slander me a little bit there and said that I. I'm loved sorry, him. I didn't mean it. I yeah, mean that, that just, oh, my my don't worry, my lawyer sitting back there wrote that one down. <laughs> Building the down, case. Yeah. yeah. Um. I look. I will. I will try to put this as uh, uh, diplomatically as I can. I like the pads. I like the the look. I like the blue trim. I think they're fresh. 
if executed properly, I would put the pads at like, I'd put Biddington's pads at like an A. I'd put Husto's pads at like an A minus, but I'd put Biddington's full fit at an A plus, and I'd put Husto's full fit at like a C plus. I think if you're just looking at the pads, I think they're great. But then you look at the jersey and you look at the helmet and you're like, wait a minute, did he? Did someone send him the wrong reference picture? Did someone? Someone say that they were wearing dark jerseys this year. I think if he comes out and he rocks those with like a, a dark jersey or something like that, I think those are great. I think if that that little blue accent that he's got on those pads, if that's the primary color in the jersey, you got yourself a wonderful getup. That yeah, super light blue think- would pop so well off of that brown, but instead he chose the dark blue and it just it's not as noticeable. And I feel right. like he could have gone, um, I don't know, man. It just and that the blue, like that bright blue and that yellow combination on the Winter Classic is so beautiful and like iconic. The fact that he just, it almost felt like he just genuinely decided, I want none of that on my pads is like, dude, that was so easy. And you just yeah. like missed the light. Look, regardless of that, um, I am super stoked to watch this Winter Classic. And in the event that we do see those pads, something has gone wrong because that means that Billy Huso is playing goaltender in the Winter yeah. Classic. So hopefully the uh, looks nasty, though. And we were talking about it at the beginning of the season, how like, oh, this should be a good game. Like the Blues have played pretty well in years past against Minnesota, even regardless of how well they did in the seasons, because they I believe they finished ahead of us in the standings last year, too, if I'm not mistaken. and so looking at where they're at this season with every single line firing on all cylinders and Kirill Kaprizov playing absolutely out of his mind, Cam Talbot shutting the doors in net. I'm nervous for this game. And it's like an excited, like jittery, like we're going to be center of the hockey world for a couple of days. I'm excited to see how they stand up to it. But this Minnesota team is not the Minnesota team that we've seen in years past. This is, it, they're a powerhouse this hey, season. And Joey, Joey called this like on a podcast did. two he years did. ago. He did. He said they're going to be nasty in a couple of years and they are nasty right now. And they show no signs of slowing down. Yeah. I mean, but Hey, pressure's on them. You know, their city heartland of hockey. Uh, I've been to a frozen four there, the college hockey championship. They put on a, a hell of a show when they got hockey to, to promote. Um, they pull out all the stops. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy event, multi-day event. Um, but yeah, pressure's on Minnesota. You know, they you know, the storybook ending is they go out there and win, but this is a blues team that doesn't doesn't uh go down quietly. You know, even in that Winnipeg game, they did a good job of battling and staying in it the best they could. Um, and they seem to rise to the occasion. You know, I don't really think we've seen a time this year where the blues have matched up against a really good team and just look like they don't belong. Um, they, they seem to play up to their competition pretty well, and they seem to really enjoy these big games. Jordan Bennington is a guy that loves the big games. Whole roster is going to love this winter classic on both sides, Minnesota, St. Louis, whatever. But, um, one thing I think to sort of close out this episode, I will say is I'm really excited to see, I don't know which network is broadcasting. I'm assuming it's going to be on ESPN, but I'm not hundred percent sure. This is the first sort of opportunity uh, for the NHL to showcase themselves to the hopefully the new demographic uh, that the new ESPN TNT partnership has brought in, I'm really looking forward to seeing a full day of hockey coverage. Uh, you know the full full nine yards, all the celebration in that. 
Um, I'm just looking forward to, to the product that the NHL is going to put out uh, with this game. It's going to be really, really fun to see. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching it. And we're going to have reactions and all that for you here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. But I think that's all the time we have. Hey, so thank everyone so much for, for listening. Thanks everyone who wished Tommy well. Uh, I know he got CMs. Uh, wishing him uh, feel better. So yeah, I appreciate you that. We so both much. do. Um, we enjoy doing these episodes you guys so thanks everyone so much for listening make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on hit that subscribe button on youtube hit that notification bell that way whenever a new episodes goes live you can be the first one to watch it hear all of our hot takes and more follow all of our socials at lockdown blues on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok follow me on twitter oh there you go i'm getting the point down on on point look at that follow me on twitter at josh Hammond nhl let's see if i can get tom Follow Tommy on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. At T Welcher 15. Everyone listening at home is like, what the heck are these guys talking about? That's why you got to watch on YouTube. You miss fun little bits like that of us pointing at the wrong thing and laughing at ourselves. But yeah, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe on whatever podcast we're listening to. Follow me on Twitter, Josh Hammond NHL. Follow Tommy T Welcher 15. Yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Happy holidays, everybody. And as always, let's go. Blue.